Hi, this is Steve Thompson, and today we'll be reading the first 12 verses of Genesis chapter 49. Then Jacob called together all his sons and said, Gather around me, and I will tell you what will happen to each of you in the days to come. Come and listen, you sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength, the child of my vigorous youth. You are first in rank and first in power, but you are as unruly as a flood, and you will be first no longer, for you went to bed with my wife. You defiled my marriage couch. Simeon and Levi are two of a kind. Their weapons are instruments of violence. May I never join in their meetings. May I never be a party to their plans. For in their anger, they murdered men, and they crippled oxen just for sport. A curse on their anger, for it is fierce. A curse on their wrath, for it is cruel. I will scatter them among the descendants of Jacob. I will disperse them throughout Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck. All your relatives will bow before you. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants, until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. He ties his foal to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. He washes his clothes in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine. His teeth are whiter than milk. I'm assuming that all of that metaphorical imagery is a good thing when it talks about being able to wash your clothes in wine uh, and your teeth being whiter than milk. But it's really interesting here how Reuben, Simeon, and Levi... Man, not great blessings, right? Not great uh, future forecast by, uh, by their father. And we do know why. It says it right here in the blessing. Reuben messed up by sleeping with one of Jacob's concubines. Simeon and Levi, if you remember, were just not just. They were avenging their sister, Dinah. And in so doing, just went wild um, with violence and a really um, awful story uh, that we read through of what happened to the men of Shechem. And then Judah. Why does Judah all of a sudden get this nice blessing, this praise report? Because he messed up too, right? Didn't he mess up back then when uh, his daughter-in-law, Tamar, was supposed to be married to his youngest son, but... He withheld his youngest son because he didn't want him to die like his two older brothers. But it seems like Judah, by the end of that story, because he recognized and admitted that he was wrong, took a different trajectory. And by the end, we see somewhat of a character change in Judah as well. The way he acts with his brothers before Joseph and with Joseph. Um, scholars, many scholars today think that Genesis was compiled and written down about the time of the exile, somewhere around the time of the exile, which is when 
the the future Israel, nation of Israel, had broken into two kingdoms at that point, Israel and Judah. And uh, Judah was, in fact, the entire tribe of Judah. It became a dominant, large uh, population. But both um, Israel and Judah were conquered and carry off, carried off to different uh, lands, to different nations, Assyria and Babylon. And so it's believed that possibly this was written then, and the writer, of course, wanted to give the history of how their people came to be, how they came to be in power, and then how they came to be in exile as well. But a story that would encourage them that as a people, they would be risen up again, that God would raise them up again. And, uh, And so Judah then is cast in a very favorable light because these more than likely were the descendants of Judah. And so that's certainly a, a legitimate interpretation or, or understanding of how this came to be. But regardless of how it happened, here's the thing I find fascinating. doesn't matter when it was written. David uh, was the king that was kind of the apex of the Israelite history. And after him, nothing was ever quite the same. And so he was through the line of Judah and quite likely the kings then that are mentioned here, the scepter will not depart from Judah. The kings of Judah and Israel would come through this line, but they couldn't have known that also the Messiah, Jesus, would also come through this line. The scepter would not depart from this line. It is impossible outside of God for Jacob to have known it then, for David to have known it when he reigned, for if they compiled this book well after that time frame, for them to know. Yet Jesus came from this line. And I'd love for you to listen again to that blessing, to that prediction of the future that Jacob makes. Judah your brothers will praise you and keep Jesus in mind here. You will grasp your enemies by the neck and all your relatives will bow before you. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from his descendants until the coming of the one to whom it belongs the one whom all nations will honor. He ties his foal to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. He washes his clothes in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Lord God, I love how you were calling your shots long before any of this ever took place you had in mind how you were going to work out our redemption and how you were already planning on coming and stepping foot on planet earth yourself in the person of Jesus. I'm just amazed at this. So Lord, I guess I just sit here in awe and in wonder, knowing that everything that's going on today 
it's all going to be redeemed and brought together at the end in your plan, in your purposes for making all things new. So we just worship you. We praise you without even knowing what words to say. Our hearts bow in adoration of you. We give you this day in Jesus' name. Amen.